Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode number 44 on the Grieving Moms Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to recommend a book called The Body Keeps the Score. A lot of what I'm going to talk about today and in some future episodes is what I've learned from this book, but also what I've learned through my own experiences with working through grief and healing trauma that I was living with. I want to just say beforehand that I'm not a doctor. This is my interpretation of this book and how I understand trauma and how I've been able to heal trauma in my own life. So as always, it's important to get the help that you need from somebody who can help you. So this is just my disclaimer that I am not a doctor or a therapist. I just am a human living with trauma that has healed trauma. And I am so fascinated by um, all this work. And this book is super fascinating. So if you're at all interested in trauma and trauma healing, then The Body Keeps a Score is a very, very good book. And today I want to talk about the little child within and how important it is to care for that little child. We all come to grief with our own experiences, our own stories, and as children, we may have had experiences that were painful and intense. These experiences may have taught us that we need to put up a front, um, maybe that in order to be cared for, we need to be helpless, or in order to receive love, we need to be complicit, or that in order to not get hurt, we have to criticize others. There's so many different things that we learn in childhood or from, you know, being a child that we carry forward in our lives that we don't realize um, aren't necessarily supporting us anymore. That little child within has reasons for doing that. Like I said, it's the way that we can protect ourselves um, as a child. We need to do things to protect ourselves when we don't have other ways. And this way of blocking painful and difficult emotions is the way that as a child you felt you needed to protect yourself when you didn't quite know any different. We don't have a lot of conversations yet as a society about emotions and I think we are we are you know definitely it's becoming more open conversation but how we can perceive a situation as a child um, can shape the rest of our lives. As children we don't we haven't been taught to process and to feel our emotions. And I want to encourage you to not start blaming or criticizing anyone, um, not yourself, not your parents, but to just begin to acknowledge that the little child within who has experienced something um, that they perceive to be dangerous or painful or traumatizing, and your brain has protected yourself in some way. When I was in therapy, we I did EMDR and we began my therapy by bringing up an emotion that I was experiencing. So I would sit with this emotion. For me, it was panic and terror. And my therapist had me relax, notice that emotion, and then ask my brain when was the first time that I had felt that emotion in my life. He, he asked me to just let my brain go back. And I was so confused. I was like, how am I supposed to come up with something like 
trying to sit here and grab some memory from my past. And I didn't quite know how to do it, but he told me not to force anything, to just allow my brain to go and just allow myself to kind of go back to, you know, when I first experienced that emotion of panic or terror. And so I did. And a few experiences came up for me that I remember, but I never realized that I felt the terror and panic then. I never made that connection. And when the memories came back, I was able to connect those emotions with those experiences. But when they happened as a kid, I just moved on and I forgot about them. But when I remembered them and pulled them up, I was able to release that panic and terror from that emotion from my body. Once I was able to connect that terror with that memory and to process and release it, there was one less thing in my life and my body that I was carrying terror and panic for. We all have this inner child within us. So the question I want to ask you is, how can you care for that child? How can I care for that child? How can we all care for that child within so we can begin to manage and face the life that we have now? Because we all see life through a different lens because we have different experiences in our life. And so really just acknowledging, you know, what where you are in your life and what you've been through is really going to be like a huge play a huge role in your whole life. So how do we calm down that chaos that is internal and We act out from what's inside of us and what we were taught growing up. So how is that related to your life now, you might be asking? (laughs) Well, in order to begin healing in your life, you have to heal that inner child as well. The trauma or things that you may have experienced in your life that you have been trying to get away from your whole adult life are really like so important to acknowledge. It seems like we have this notion that we need to get rid of the trauma. Like, yeah, something traumatic happened to me, but I want to move on from it. And so I'm going to ignore it. I, I want to, you know, forget about it and move on. That was in the past and I'm done with that. And there's an extent to that, you know, you can do that. But the reality is the trauma lives in your body and the trauma needs to be released and the trauma response needs to be finished. So in order to begin to heal, instead of moving away from the trauma and the memories, we need to draw closer to them and hold space for them. This is the same with grief. We cannot just get over it and move on. I think we have this this view as a society that like, okay, that experience happened. Now it's time to move on and forget about it. But forget like, yeah, it's just there's there's a level of needing to process and release that trauma before you are able to move on. So we need to make space for and notice the emotions in our body. Getting in tune with our emotions is one of the cornerstones of healing and being able to integrate trauma, grief, and any experience of your life. So this is an example from my own life. My grief, my pain, and my trauma were so intense that instead of being the loving mom that I wanted to be, I became stressed out, I was tense, and I was so quick to anger. Um, Many times I wanted to blame it on my children, that they are not listening to me, they are doing everything wrong, why can't anyone do anything right? Why do they always have to fight? Seriously, can't anyone treat each other with respect? And what I began to realize is that it's not my kids that are the problem. It's the work that I need to do to calm myself down. So yes, my kids need direction and guidance and you know I I definitely need to be there to support them and guide them and you know things that are correct but 
I don't need to lose it at them. I am the adult, and as the adult, it's my job to care for my inner child so I can raise my children without yelling at them, belittling them, or telling them they are worthless or whatever. It's like, you know, all the things that somebody might say. So I have really realized that I need to do the work on myself. I, I want to respond to my children from a calm place, but I can't do that if I can't be calm inside. So the way that they are acting doesn't mean that I need to react in anger or frustration. I can be calm, but only if I work on the turmoil and the emotions in my body and the thoughts behind it. I just want to say that like, I am continually working on this, and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect or that I never get frustrated or angry with my children. I do far too often, and you know, as somebody who has lost a child, you think right away that like, I'm never going to get angry at my kids, everything, you know, whatever. I'm going to be a great mom. But the reality is the grief and the trauma causes so much turmoil and tension within your body that it's so hard to respond in a way that you want to. But I just want to like say that like it's so possible to to keep working at it. I am definitely a work in progress I will always be a work in progress because I'm human, but I definitely can lead with more compassion for myself and apologize way quicker than I've ever been able to before. And then from that place, I try again and notice and sit with and experience my emotions and trauma. When my daughter Aria died suddenly four years ago, I wondered if my life was over. My heart felt so shattered into a million pieces How was I supposed to continue forward and go on in my life without such an important person? How can I breathe when I'm literally suffocating and drowning? It was difficult to describe my pain. It was just an endless feeling of hopelessness. I carried sharp, intense grief for years. I felt as if I failed my daughter as her mother and was terrified it would affect my other children as well. Everything felt so bleak and empty. What was the point and the purpose of life? It's difficult to describe this pain to someone who doesn't understand the depth and duration of child loss. There is something about this connection among us as grieving mothers that we can speak without words. If you are a grieving mother and looking for connection, hope, and ways to move forward after the death of a child, join me in three days of grief support. In this space, you will find support, encouragement, and deep knowing amongst other grieving mothers. You can save your spot by going to www.reliefingriefsupportgroup.com. Again, in these three days, we are going to be walking through how everyone grieves differently, emotions and stages of grief, and noticing thought patterns and emotions that come up for you in your grief journey. To join, go to www.reliefingriefsupportgroup.com. I can't wait to see you inside. The other thing is that I've learned trauma can be passed down through the generations, which makes complete sense. So if you're, let's give an example, Um, if your grandmother experiences a trauma, then she acts out in a certain way because that trauma, so she either has a lot of anger or she has a lot of fear or she has a lot of, like she acts out a certain way. And because of that, then she passes that experience down to your mom or dad, and then they also take up that action and they pass that down to you. There's no shame here. I'm not trying to shame or judge, but it's just understanding that trauma can be passed down 
And then when you know that, you get to decide then, do I want to end that trauma cycle or do I want to continue to pass that down to your children? And so I have actually thought about this a lot because of the own trauma that, you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter and found Aria um, after she died, there's so much trauma that that could have been passed down to my daughter. And so I've just had to be very mindful of that. I have actually noticed things that my daughter has done that I think is from that trauma. Just being super mindful, even for all, all my kids and for myself, like being aware that this is a possibility and working to heal it in a sense. So the whole point of this is not to make you feel like a horrible mother, but I just want you to know that you're doing the best you can. And I know sometimes you feel like you're drowning and it's all you can do to stay afloat. The point is that when we begin to do this work, it gets easier. We have this loop, you know, we're frustrated or stressed and yell at the kids and beat ourselves up for yelling at the kids, cry because we're horrible mother, down about ourselves, yell at the kids because we're horrible mother. And the cycle just continues of this frustration or not being cared for, like not feeling loved inside. And so we... There's just this whole cycle. And so then when you can take a step back and take all of the, um, you know, it's really getting honest with yourself, which is one of the most painful things. Just start noticing what triggers you. Why is it triggering you? Why do you lose it in those moments? And ask yourself these questions. Why do I react that way? What needs weren't met as a child that feel unseen and heard? What is being triggered in me? When my child does that? Or what am I thinking when I react so quickly? What is the deep emotion that I'm holding on to when my child does this thing that makes me so angry or frustrated or sad or whatever it is? So go through a certain situation if it seems to be a theme in your life and replay it in your head and just get curious, lead with curiosity. Like go through this situation and, and notice how do you react? What do you do? And then maybe what's the thoughts behind it? And then how do you want to react in that situation? How do you want to show up? Ask yourself, what kind of mom do I want to be in that situation? How can I, in that situation, slow down, take a few breaths and respond rather than react? So go back to your child self and ask your child self what you need to know. What does the child within you want? And when you do that, listen for your child self and begin to care for it. This doesn't even mean that you have had to have like a traumatic experience in your childhood. It's just that I think there are ways all of us experience some sort of trauma, even without the intention of our parents. It's just the way of life. It's the way we experience things. And something I want to say, like, even if you're like, oh, that was not even a big deal. Why am I experiencing it as traumatic or horrible? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it wasn't a big deal. It doesn't matter if it seems like a little thing. The thing that matters is that your body experienced it as trauma, that you experienced it as trauma. So from there, you you work through it. It doesn't mean you blame or, or tell other people that all these things, but it's just noticing that, okay, I did experience that as trauma. So now how can I work through it? How can I now as an adult go back and give that child in me a hug and then let them know that they're safe and that I'm going to care for myself for that little child inside me? I know this sounds really crazy 
And I know it sounds odd, but this is the work that we don't do because we just got to keep doing. And then we keep thinking, you know, I just got to move on. I got to get over that. But when you do it and when you learn to love yourself, you don't react so quickly to your kids and husband. And you can take a step back in situations and notice yourself and your emotions instead of being driven by your emotions. So with this, I've just found that when I do this, I have more agency in my life and the ability to treat others in the way that like I want to treat them. It doesn't mean that I always am, but I just, I have felt so out of control many times with my emotions and my reactions. But as I continue to do this, I'm not reacting all the time. I'm responding more often. So some ideas, I know I, I've given a lot to think about today, but some ideas when you're in the middle of, um, either in the middle of like a thing where you're acting in a way that you would prefer not to, or the work that you can do um, beforehand. It's like, take a time out for yourself when you're really, really, you can feel really stressed in your body and you're acting in a way you don't want to. Just go, go take some time out and like tell your kids or whoever, like, I'm going to take a time out in my bedroom. I'll be back. Um, you can take three deep breaths before saying anything if you can feel yourself beginning to lose control. And with those breaths, if you do in for three and then paw or in for three, exhale for four. And after the exhale, take a little pause. That's going to be super helpful in calming your body. The biggest thing is that we all lose it sometimes. Not None of us are going to be in control of ourselves or um, be able to handle ourselves completely how we want to all of the time. And the best thing that you can do is to apologize, is to apologize quickly, to say I'm sorry and never be too good for an apology. The other thing I wanted to dive into was r really digging into understanding why you are reacting that way. Like when you think of a certain situation, why you act that way. Because it just gives you more understanding and compassion for yourself. And then you can, once you are aware of the pattern, that's when you can begin to change things. So it is really painful to get super honest with yourself. It can be so painful, but it's so critical. And if you want to change anything at all, like you do have to get honest with yourself. And when you get this big emotion or super emotion emotional, it's an opportunity to look at why and then what what is underneath that. Like what is the hurt or the pain that is causing you to react that way? It's always leading with curiosity and just learning more. Learning to love yourself and acknowledging that the way your kids are being is not what's making you mad, but it's the thoughts that you are thinking that are making you mad. So your kids don't make you mad. Nobody can make you mad or sad or frustrated. Nobody else can do that to you. It's all your thoughts that you are having. And so just recognizing that and knowing that your kids are being kids and then you can act from a place of calm and like responding and still have the same you know, maybe consequence as you would if you were acting from a place of anger and frustration. But the whole scene plays out differently when you come from a place of calm rather than from a place of anger. So I always think of us as like adults in a 
kid's body or kids inside of an adult's body. Um, I don't really feel old enough to be a responsible adult. It's just so weird. I don't feel like I'm mature enough to be the mother of six children. I don't feel old enough. And yet here I am. I, I really need to care for that little girl inside of me as well. And from that place, I can start to work from the inside and be able to care for those around me with love and compassion. Another thing that has been super, super helpful for me has been doing energy work. Um, this has been amazing for calming my reactiveness. This is things like emotional freedom technique, um, visualization, sitting with my emotions, experiencing my emotions as energy that just need to flow rather than shoving them down and trying not to feel them. And then the final thing, um, there is so much in learning how to be better, working at being better, trying to feel better, I guess. And then the last thing is letting go of control. We can do the best we can. We can strive to be the best mother, wife, friend, person that we can be. But then the rest we can give to God. As humans on this earth, we're never going to be perfect and we need God to help us with that. And I just, I always want to strive to be better, to do better every single time. But then the rest you have to let go and let it go and give it to God. So I hope this episode was helpful. And if it feels like information that you've never learned, but that you'd be interested in learning more, I highly, highly recommend the book, The Body Keeps the Score. There is a ton of information in that book and a lot of studies. And I will keep doing episodes around this topic in the way that I understand it and that I want to share. Um, but there's so much hope for all of us who feel overwhelmed by the emotions in our bodies and the trauma that seems to drive actions. And and maybe you're, like if you feel like the trauma has taken over your life and it seems to drive your actions and makes you feel so out of control, there is so much hope for you. There's so much help. Please um, take the steps to get help. Take the steps to reach out and you really can find support if you want to. As always, I so appreciate you listening, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Grieving Moms Podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with another grieving mother who might want the support and encouragement that you are also finding here. Take care. I'll see you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms Podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.